1: And welcome to another week here on the Ken Miller Show. It's Trent Connon and myself with you Uh, for the next two hours. We talk sports with you, and yes, we can use the word local and meet it here today. As uh, Iowa State, in fact, as we speak, Matt Campbell is meeting. Well, so far, the Oklahoma media trend, as it's been Jenny Carlson and Barry Trammell, uh, have had the first questions uh, at Coach Campbell, who is live on, is that Fox Sports 2, correct? On the deuce. On the deuce. How much time you watch FS2? Well,
2: this is probably the first time in a calendar year that I can remember watching it. No, that's not true. Every once in a while, there'll be a college basketball game, sometimes a Big East. Where is Extra it? game. Six nineteen. I believe, 619 on your That's Rockstar right. Direct
1: TV. all the way up after the after the Big Ten overflows Yeah, and prior to the Yes Network and uh, mm-hmm. SNY or whatever the hell it is. Yep. Uh, yeah, but uh, again, I don't spend a lot of time, but glad we got it hooked up here in the studio and we are watching Coach Campbell meet the Oklahoma media uh, <laughs> at least early in this Who gets preference. the
2: first question from the Iowa
1: State media? Well, I know who should. Right, it's Petey. It's the dean, right? Right, but will he? Yeah. He well will. if he has one. I mean I'm sure that most of the Iowa State media has already had opportunities. Right. You know, so who's there? Dylan Mons, who by the way will join us at one fifteen live or one ten. What time do we have him? One fifteen, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Uh from uh from Dallas. Uh Chris is there, PD is there, Halstead is there um did birchie make the trip i don't think he's so. he's got a little one Do any day Yeah, now. i think so he's tweeting but i think he's tweeting doing what we're doing and that's watching it um, from the couch rubbing rubbing the lady's feet i guess is that what happens you got to do that do you yeah yeah You gotta See, do i wasn't things. around when my son was born so i didn't have to thankfully do the <laughs> foot rub thing uh anyways enough about that um so it Coming up on the show today, let's do that first of all. Zuba Mahente is going to be here. As we mentioned, Dillermonts is going to be here. want to save some time late in the show for Brian Walton. TheCardinalNation.com is um, like the Cardinals, to an extent, uh, moved the needle here locally. Mm-hmm. And they made a, um, you know, pursuant to the Cardinals, relatively... Uncardinal like move, right? They don't fire managers usually, and to do so in midseason. Team needed a jolt, Trent, let's be honest, and we've heard uh, you're an athletic subscriber, I'm an athletic subscriber. There's been a lot of negative athletic stories surrounding uh, Matheny and his relationship with some of the young players. Of course, we go back to the Instagram post last year from Nadier Molina, who you don't want to piss off. No, not at all. Um, so, so maybe we should have seen this writing on said wall, but uh, they've made a change at the managerial position. So we'll talk to Brian Walton about that. It's. Uh, were you surprised when the news came down? Because I yes, Saturday
2: night I was shocked. It was like I don't know nine thirty or ten. Yeah, I was not. I was okay. That's because it felt like it was it was heading in that direction. And sure. And what happened then against the Reds, the one team that they dominated mm-hmm. up until that point, until third, No one's Friday dominating
1: Saturday. the Dreds anymore, Trent Conner, This No. Just they're going to be a pain in the you-know-what down the stretch for either Milwaukee or the Cubs, I think. Don't you think they're playing way better? I mean, yes, this is yes. not the Cincinnati Reds that we thought was going to, you know, uh, flounder their way through uh, 162 games. That was one of the
2: wagers I made before the season, the over on their total at like 71.5. So you
1: got them, too? I was going to rip that ticket up. I mean, a month in, it's over, right? Seemly, yeah. So you identified the Reds and the Phillies. The Reds and the Phillies. I hope also. you backed it up with just more than an oh. little competition here. Oh, no. I, I know you bet the Phillies. Did you yes, bet the Reds? Good for you. I did.
2: I, I think I dabbled about 10 totals. So mm-hmm. we, we'll take a look at that maybe uh, sometime so you, after we get through Big 12 and Big 10 Media Weeks. It feels like it's upon us. It is, doesn't it? But it's
1: still. Well, just, just let me soothe your 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 fears that we still got a little bit of ways to okay. go. and I okay. agree with you. Do you realize? Do you realize uh-huh. that this is the last week that we won't have training camp? Oh, or games mm-hmm. or anything. The Bears kick off the preseason schedule this year. They start training camp. Peter King is with them middle of next week. Aha. Uh-huh. Did you read Peter King's first I column? I did. What did you think? Other than the font, it's like Peter King's old column. Right. It, it the, it the felt layout a little different. It did, yeah. It's the layout, I think. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it was still, what is it, MMQB, yeah. Monday Morning QB uh, kind of format, it would have been the same. Right. But because he still had the 10 things, I think, or, you know, it's Peter King. You look forward mm-hmm. to that every Monday. Uh, and he'll make his way around training camp. So, get through this week. We got no baseball until that's Thursday, right. and I love the fact that the first game back is Cubs Cards. Is they'll play five games in four nights. Yeah, they have. Uh, there's by the way, no Iowa State media has taken. There's a Heartland College. I think sports that's guy. Pete Mundo. I think it is Pete Mundo. Good for Pete. He's one of your regular guests. Yes. Getting a little FaceTime on FS2. Matt Postens also is down yeah, we'll there. we'll have him later in the week, right?
2: Yes, we Good. will uh, get a wrap-up from him. He wrote a great article at Heartland College Sports, kind of wrapping up what Bowlesby talked about today. Uh, he yeah, has... no,
1: he Bowlesby is um, on the four teams until 2026 train. Yes. The playoff is not going to expand. Now, he did kind of leave a little wiggle room in his response, but seemingly... Um, the if, if you're one of the many that does want to see the playoff go from four to eight, you're going to have to wait. Uh, what was the other news that he made that I thought we should at least some point? Oh, the fact that, and he's right. I mean, look, it's it's Larry Scott's line. I thought it was brilliant when he said it three years ago. I've used it many times since then. Everybody's running the same race to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Everyone should therefore be running the same course to Absolutely. the playoffs. Play nine games. Or play eight. Or play eight. Make Whatever up your mind. It is. But, but you can't in the Big 12 because you, you could. You, well, who are you going to leave out? Well, it, just, it rotates every year, right? Can Iowa State leave out Oklahoma every year but last? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It'd rotate
2: through. But you're right. It has to get to a we We'd all like to see nine games. Of course games. we would. How do you get the SEC and ACC to do that? They then? don't.
1: That's it. Just it. They don't have to. We need a czar, right? The path to the playoff is very good for those two conferences. We need a college football
2: czar, a president. Who would that be? Ah, oh, I don't know.
1: Barry Alvarez? No, no, no. I know. I think it should be. I. Don't, I want a non-college football guy. What running college football? How about a Jay Billis? Jay Billis, that guy. He's full of it. No, I think a he's rich brilliant. guy.
2: He was tweeting an ad the other day that really annoyed me. Tweeting a what? An advertisement. A guy that complains all the uh, doing it on well, the backs of college right, athletes, but he
1: is right,
2: and, that they and, and be he's paid. out there making more money on the backs it's, of. But at the end of the day, so are we.
1: Well, sure, but <laughs> I think, I'm not here complaining about it. Uh, if I could, I, I, if I, if I had a number of people that would listen to me, I would complain about it. But it, it's falling on deaf ears. Um, or uh, Herb Herbstre- I, I don't know. But I get your point that there needs to be uniformity scheduling uh, a czar, person a dean yes. yeah, of, uh, of of the sport and
2: somebody that puts together the schedules so we don't get sure. the week before the iron bowl and
1: auburn's going to go over and they'll play mm. coastal it's, carolina but you know what they call it right it's wedding weekend it in is. the south it's it's wedding weekend and it needs to change if you're going to get married in the fall that's the weekend everybody in the south plans to do it i think there's like one or two good games but everybody else is you're right um yeah, you're right. It's uh, but look, it, we've got SEC going on, the Big Twelve is going on. We'll get more into that in a second. From the weekend, I know you were in San Francisco. Just mm-hmm. let me ask, just let me ask you. Yeah did did my glowing reviews of the city by the bay live up to expectations? Isn't it spectacular? I think he undersold it. Really? <laughs> I mean, it was. It's incredible. Isn't it great? It is such.
2: It, it felt like being in a different country. Kinda, it was. Yeah. It was so different and walked all over the place. I don't know. Wife had the tracker on. One day, I think we walked like 7.8 miles. We took That's a good hike effort. down by the bay one day and, and went down to the rocks. Did and, you go on the Crooked Street? Yes. Yeah, we went. went, did, went you, did, did you take Lombard. a ride
1: down the Crooked Street? No,
2: we walked it. We walked you it. You walked it? We walked down. Not up. Oh, I was going to say. We walked down Lombard Street, which was... It's cool to see. Saw the people. There was a group of uh, a family going down right as we were starting to make our descent down, and the little kids were screaming at the back as they were making the hard turns oh, back and it's forth. It's awesome. The food unbelievable. Isn't a it great <laughs> Italian? What did What did you eat? Did you everything? Yeah, of you, you name it. Yeah. We're on this new diet that that went by the wayside as Thursday well. It Sunday. should. TrentCon, yes. And you're on vacation, right? We went to a garlic restaurant, a restaurant yeah, that very, very the popular. The stinking out there. rose. You what it was got called. there? Yes. And uh, had a little spaghetti and meatball.
1: Oh, my. It
2: was very garlicky and very delicious. So we hit everything, though. We went to Chinatown, uh, hit up a restaurant there, had the best pot stickers I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. They were incredible. It's a wonderful city. It it's really great. is. And for sports fans, so. You got to the ballpark. Got to the ballpark. Took the tour. Mm-hmm. If you're baseball fan, take the tour. It was awesome. Got to go on the field.
1: Yeah, I saw yeah, you down there. Yeah, I was, mean, I saw your pictures. Right.
2: It, it, it's, uh, that was really awesome. Went all around the ballpark, went up, got to hang out in the press box for a little while. But I made a mistake. So, as you know, I'm a little cheap. Mm-hmm. Tickets were like... You're in radio. Right. <laughs> Don't have a whole lot to play with, so that, that also kind of leads down that path. But before we left, about two weeks before I looked at tickets on StubHub. They're yeah, like 50, I remember you saying they 50, weren't that expensive. 20 bucks. We get there, I look again Thursday for the game Friday that we're going to go to. They're up to cheapest. In the door... 35 bucks. And then you're talking fees, about 100 bucks. Uh, let's see, maybe they'll go down closer to game time. So I've taken the ballpark tour, talking to a couple people there. Uh, if you wait till the start, yeah, they'll probably come back down. Didn't. In fact, they went back up, mm. they kept going up. So I'm talking to scalpers. Hey, I got 60 bucks in my pocket. You got a pair anywhere, anywhere. Just want to be, nope, nope. All right, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to make the... I saw the ballpark. My wife, you know, she was kind of indifferent, but she was happy walking around and talking to people and stopping a couple bars and having a cold one. About uh, two, three innings into the game, though, we're going around where McCovey Cove is, right beyond right field line. And we see these people just kind of going through security, no tickets, and just going there. So you know when you watch a ball game there and they have on the lower part of right field, there's that fenced-in area. Uh You can get in there. At no cost, standing room only, but you can watch the ball game
1: for free from that spot. So we did that for a couple innings. And but now, just go back to where you. Yeah. Do you have to wait? They don't let anybody in until the second or third inning, or no. that's just when you got there. That's when we got, got there. You. But yeah, people, because we walked by it one time. So that's free. I
2: wouldn't have free. guessed that. I wouldn't either. And I talked to a couple people the next day from San Francisco, mentioned that to. Them. They didn't know about it either. They go giant, one of the guys goes to giant games all the time. He never heard of that. Now, can you see anything? So yes. you're at field level. Yes. Uh, Piscotti was right in front of us. Ball hit right to, I mean, he yeah. is two feet away from us up against the wall. And that, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. That's free to get in there. I no thought that was cross. group seating or something. So I, I thought the exact same thing, but we saw people. I asked the guys, like, yeah. Oh, wow, good. You just go through the security, drop your wallet and keys in there, walk through, and you watch the ball game. Hmm? Now, they can only you, let. You... Seventy-two people at twenty-four. There's three little sections that you can stand on. Yeah, twenty-four. It was never full. though. Concessions? Can you get nope, a beer? No, nothing down there? like that. No, so don't... you just you stand there. We watched a couple innings. That was it. But uh, got to see the ballpark, watch the game a little bit from that perspective, and my, yeah, my cheapness cool. came through. And Terry got home at a reasonable time. She was happy about that.
1: Too. No, I think you, I think that's a win all the way around yeah. for you. Save a little money, and you see what you uh, set out to see. Speaking of seeing, uh, I know you're on vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut you some slack. Did you see, you're on vacation. You probably didn't see a lot of the World Cup yesterday.
2: I did, actually. Oh, got did. up bright and early to watch it. So we're packing during the first half, mm-hmm. saw the whole first half, and I figured that we took our Uber to get to the airport. And I figured, oh, we'll get there. There'll be 20
1: minutes left. We'll so you're downtown San Francisco? Yes. So it's about 25 minutes, right, yep. to the airport?
2: So getting the Uber during halftime, get in, we're rolling down, and... I get a text from this group of guys that we did the pool with. I had France was my team still alive. Yeah, very much so. Congratulations, Condon. Like, well, it's two to one. And I flip on the
1: score app, and yeah. it was four to one at that time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's over. It was a weird game. Was it just the way the goals went in? Right, an own goal, a penalty yes. kick with a with a handball. Um, and then Croatia's second goal was a complete—are you kidding me? Their first goal was ridiculously good, too. It was ridiculously good. The second goal was a complete fluke. I yeah. mean, the, the goalie gave it to him. Basically said, here, let's make this close <laughs> type of thing. But um, Cappy was there. Of course, he'll join us on Wednesday. He joined us last week from Croatia. I'm still going to go out on a limb and say in the history of radio in Des Moines, it's the first guest that was live in Croatia. A live hit. A live hit. Any— format guessing that probably hasn't happened before so we'll take that one with us as we write our uh uh well no we don't do that yet anyways um but the game itself i I thought the event as we've said all along was just spectacular now four years from now did you see where it falls on the calendar cutter in december december
2: okay well we'll be it's after college football i think We'll need something during the week, right? Mm. We'll have college basketball, but that's kind of that weird zone before conference play.
1: So help me out with the, I'm guessing it'll be similar time-wise, right? I mean, I don't know. I think it's compressed a little bit more.
2: I'm not positive on that, but I I thought so.
1: Because I enjoyed it. I was looking forward to watching it again in four years as I've liked it over the years. It's great during the summer. It's great during the summer, but why do you give a, a World Cup to a country that in these particular months, it's 120 degrees. You can't play outdoors. Um, Is it Qatar or Qatar? What do you say? Qatar? That's that's what I say, too. Mm -hmm. We're probably wrong. Maybe we We got four years to figure it out, though. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I wish they would have figured it out. Four years and a couple months. That's true. It's December. But the event overall, Trent, um, look, it's not a big talker here. Right. Uh, But I think that if you were to pull non-soccer fans, sports fans that wouldn't have gone out of their way to watch any of this this year, uh, this event, I think probably more would have said that they ended up watching more of it than they thought that they would have. Yeah. I it, really believe that. And that it was really good. And this despite the fact, as we know, the Americans weren't in.
2: Right. Without the Americans, and they will be in, you'd anticipate. I mean, so many things had to go wrong for them not to get in this time. They'll be in next time. But you're right, December... It's it's a different time. Mm-hmm. Summer, we're searching. But we are yeah. stacked up with football. It's football. We'll be getting the ready Bulls for bowls to be out.
1: Yeah. The NFL is into week 12, 13 at that particular point. Oh, by the way, as you mentioned, college basketball is here. The other sport that consumes my <laughs> viewing in the wintertime is in full swing. And the I Jets wonder what are the, in
2: first place. the time will be. Like, well, what, that's what? just
1: it. Is, it. is it early morning? Will it, will it show up in the morning? Because if that's the case, it's got a chance. But, um... No, it's 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 not going to fall in a period, I don't think. Anyways,
2: right now it is eight eighteen. So there. it's eight hours. Eight hours ahead. What is Russia, or Moscow? I guess we'll just. I think
1: know. it's pretty similar.
2: It is same time. So we're looking so maybe at maybe mornings, nine and one o'clock mm-hmm. starts. There are a few that started earlier mm-hmm. for the early rounds, but
1: yeah, because we had some seven, nine, and right. ones, right? I think in the first round. That's well, okay. anyways, it wasn't it was an awful. Watched a lot of Cubs this weekend. They didn't have an awful series. Your twins gave up a lot of runs, scored a lot of runs. They did. But gave up a pile of, uh, a pile of runs. Uh, this Cubby team, Trent, they are in first place. They now have the best record in the National League as they go into the All Star break. Uh, and this, despite the fact they're getting absolutely nothing out of you, Darvish. Mm-hmm. and look where they are. Uh, Kyle Hendricks has not been Kyle Hendricks, and look where they are. Anthony Rizzo is having a piss-poor year by his standards, so is Chris Bryant, and look where they are. They're pretty well positioned, is my point, Trent, going into the second half.
2: Not only do they take the lead in the NL Central here at the break, but they have the best record of baseball. in baseball in the National League. In the so National League. In yeah. the National
1: League. Home field advantage mm-hmm. that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. But you know what that means, though? Maybe. If it falls like—they might get the Brewers, assuming the Brewers mm-hmm. win the wild card, and I think that they will. And by who, by then, who knows what the Brewers will have done. I, my point is I think there's a whole bunch of teams you maybe want to see in that divisional series opposed to the Brew Crew. Or it could be— the Nationals, if they do turn it around. And there's a disappointing team so far.
2: And all of a sudden you got to see, well, Scherzer would pitch the wild card game, but... True. Dot, dot, dot. Uh-huh. He's going to pitch down the road. Is what's Milwaukee going to look like with that bullpen and the days off that are built in in the postseason. Excellent point. How, all right, their starters don't scare you. No. But that bullpen does. It does, no doubt. Even Canable giving it up yesterday. Yeah. Hater. What a lost weekend for them. Oh, boy. I mean, to get beat up like that by the Pirates mm-hmm. and lose both sides of
1: the doubleheader and, oh, yeah. Bad weekend good chance to regroup here. Indeed. We'll regroup. We'll come back with Zubin Mahente from ESPN. We will uh, cover a variety of ground, as we always do with Zubin. Uh, He's our only guest in the first hour of the program. We are going to play some sound from Matt Campbell's press conference to lead off the 1 o'clock, if you didn't hear it, if you're you're at work, if you don't have Fox Sports 2. Um... We will play. What we got about eight, ten minutes somewhere around there. Then Dylan Monts will be live with us in Frisco. Brian Walton, the Cardinal Nation, as we mentioned, they made a change in the managerial position. We'll talk about uh, that and where they go. Uh, Trent and I are here until two. It's the same way every Monday through Friday from noon until two as we talk sports with you. It's the Ken Miller Show, seventeen hundred KBGG.
2: That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness.
1: The Easter Seals Iowa Sunnyside Regatta is July the 19th at Easter Seals Iowa Camp Sunnyside, 401 Northeast 66th Street in Des Moines, beginning at 230. Businesses compete in paddle boat races for the Regatta Cup and bring cheering squads from their organizations to compete for the Sunnyside Spirit Award. Learn more about the event and sponsorship opportunities by going to EasterSeals.com backslash Iowa backslash get involved.
3: That's 729 or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R.
4: Roof it once, roof it right, right. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com.
5: racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may
1: apply. When working at a growing business, you wear many hats. The new business hat. The buying toner for the copy machine hat. The sifting through tons of resumes hat. You can throw away that last hat thanks to Indeed.com. When posting your job, Indeed lets you add screener questions that give you a less time-consuming route to your short list of qualified candidates. So go ahead, dust off that extra-long lunch hat. Hiring's better when you've got your short list. Save time on hiring when you post a job on Indeed. Get started today at indeed.com hire.
2: Hi, I'm Janice Lane, CEO of Children and Families of Iowa.
6: This year, Children and Families of Iowa is celebrating our 130th anniversary. Over the years, our mission has remained the same, to work collectively to restore hope, build futures, and change lives for children and families throughout Iowa. Visit us at cfiowa.org. Thank you for helping us fulfill our mission.
5: South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road, or at
2: christopher'srarecoins.com. Summer is here, and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof, the roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication. A job well done and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866. Or online, wolfconstruction.net.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself with you until 2 o'clock. Uh, let's get our gut eye in here, shall we? Zubin Mahente joins us each and every week. This week it's on a Monday, and he joins us right now. Zubin, Trent, and Ken, how are you?
6: Guys, what a weekend. I mean, I know we were joking last week and every week about July and what it brings, but you think about it, like, no matter who's listening in your audience, I was just thinking about this while you guys were calling. World Cup Finals, a mm-hmm. couple of crazy Wimbledon Finals with Serena losing and Novak reappearing. Third straight week a blowout. i say that very often on the PGA Tour. I mean, an absolute <laughs> rout for the third straight week. British Open on tap. I can't believe I'm going to throw this in, but I am. The NBA Summer League is ending tomorrow. A lot of people are going to miss
1: that yeah, there for are. the
6: championship game yeah. tomorrow and obviously tonight. We'll have the Derby and then uh, the All-Star Game tomorrow on Fox. So. And then NFL training camps. It's actually, uh, I, think, I think we're past it. Media Day starts today. You know I think the SEC and the Big 12, AAC and ACC this week, too. So a lot of stuff going on.
1: No, there really is, Zubin. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think we've missed the uh, the the downtime is over, and it's all up here, uh, uphill from here. And as you said, I mean, NFL training camps start next week. But let's start with the World Cup. Um, you know, from an ESPN perspective, and I get the fact that they they make it very difficult for the non-rights holder to, you know, to show anything on ESPN. And I, I don't get it. I think they're cutting off their nose despite their face. But regardless, those were the deals that they cut without the United States participating in this year's world cup i came away thinking it was incredibly successful despite where the fact that it, where it appeared on our uh, time of day it was in the mornings making it maybe a little bit more difficult to watch uh but i think zubin by all accounts a very successful world cup from an espn perspective did you guys feel the same way
6: 100%. I think there's a couple things. I mean, to your point with our restrictive highlights, yesterday we were on right after the World Cup and right uh, right on after Wimbledon. Um, I really thought that was a good opportunity for us to catch some viewers that were watching either one of those two events. And then we were told until 6 p.m. Eastern time, right? Think about how early this match was, this soccer match. Until 6 p.m. Eastern time, we can't show anything. Mm-hmm. Can't even show a goal, can't show anything. And it shows you the power of the World Cup where instead of that, we just showed people partying in Paris the whole time while talking about it. And to be honest with you, <laughs> right. if you happen to have seen the match, the partying in Paris was actually almost fit the bill. I agree. Because of the 20-year anniversary, mm-hmm. right? They hadn't won it in 20 years. Croatia has 4 million people. It's been a country for 27 years. They beat Russia in Russia, which is a huge geopolitical thing that I don't think a lot of people were talking about. Their population size is smaller than that of the state of Kentucky. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable the things that they were able to do so for me it sets up great and one of those things you know whether we're in it or not and whether Messi and Ronaldo were knocked out early to me it all stands for this you know in, in 2010 they brought it to South Africa it had never been there to bring soccer to a part of the world that's had a lot of pain and heartache um, this year to Russia it had never been to Russia before a chance for them to put a window on the world that's never been seen in 2022 it'll be in Qatar in the Middle East which probably is the most misjudged place on Earth, um, people's impressions of the Middle East and what it is versus really what it is. And they'll have a chance to put their window on the world um, with the World Cup, with the world watching them, even if it is at a different time of year. And then after that's over, we'll be right back in it with Mexico and Canada. So I think they've done a great job. I don't want to be prisoner of the moment, but a lot of people have said this was the most thrilling World Cup for various different reasons. And the idea that it's bringing soccer around the globe and eventually back to this country. I think it's on an upward trajectory. It's just a matter of, you know, the only downer is you look at France and you look at Croatia and you look at their development systems and you look at the fact that Croatia has 4 million people and we have 335 million people and uh, we need a telescope to see those countries. So I think sometimes we're fooling ourselves and thinking that we do have the talent and we do have the people. We don't have the development We don't have the passion, um, but it's something to think about for Ernie Stewart, who is a member of the 94 U.S. team and is now the quote-unquote president of U.S. soccer. It'll be something for him to figure out here uh, in the next eight years because while we can laud the accomplishments of the team that did make it and the field will be expanded and we'll get the auto bid in 2026, to me what this final and generally what the event showed was how off the pace we really are. Things are definitely moving in the right direction. People care more. But I definitely think when it comes to actually trying to compete for this thing, I think maybe the tournament showed just how far away we really are from that.
2: Four years from now, we will get it again. Well, four years plus a couple of months as it'll be played late November into December. In the summertime, we don't have a ton to talk about in comparison to what we have in football season. How big of an impact stateside do you think that's going to make when we get to uh, the 2022 World Cup? Just the timing and where it falls in the season.
6: I think it'll be big because I think around the country, maybe not for you guys because you guys will be in the middle of probably college basketball because you guys care about college basketball long before, as you know, most of the country starts to care. I mean, You guys are in it on day one. But I think most of the country is not locked in on that. They will be locked in on the NFL, and that'll be something to compete with. But I believe they'll be able to play the games at similar times to which they were played now, like here uh, on the East Coast at least. The latest game was going off at basically 2 p.m. Eastern time every day. I do believe we haven't wrapped our arms around soccer, but interest is gaining and is moving in the right direction each and every year. So we've got another two World Cups for us, one more for Cutter. And I do think at that time, like, you know, Cutter's doing things that I think people will wrap their arms around, even if you're not really involved in soccer or like it or consider yourself a casual soccer fan, which I guess all three of us are and a lot of your listeners are. You know, Cutter's doing things like And and these are great things that get people involved in the game. Um, They're building, quote-unquote, collapsible stadiums. So they have so much money there because, obviously, the oil and everything, that they're going to be able to build the stadiums and then bit by bit deconstruct the stadiums, Hmm. put them on ships and barges and things of that nature, and send the stadiums, guys, to third-world countries that obviously can't afford food, water, aid. They're not going to build a soccer stadium, even though they have a – Tremendous passion for soccer. So they're going to be able to build those stadiums, deconstruct them, and send them to the poorest places on earth so they can have themselves a world-class soccer facility. You throw great stories like that on top of improved competition. Remember this. If you watched the World Cup yesterday, this kid Mbappe, who has drawn comparisons to Pele for being a teenager to score in the World Cup final, when Mbappe comes to the United States, not the next World Cup, but when Mbappe of France arrives in America in 2026, he will only be 27 27 years old. He'll only be 27 years old, so the game's future is so, so bright on so many levels, on and off the
1: pitch. Yeah, no, it really is. Uh, it was fun, Zubin. I was into it. I really am, and I'm a casual fan, too. But, uh, you know, every four years, it, it certainly gets your attention. Well, also getting our attention specifically here today is the start of Big 12 Media Days, SEC Media Days, also underway. Let me ask you this. Um, pursuant to those two conferences, and they both have a heavy head at the top of those conferences, Alabama and the SEC, and, of course, Oklahoma in the in the Big 12. Uh if it's not Oklahoma or Alabama or I guess let me put let me rephrase it who has a tougher path to winning those respective championships of their conference Oklahoma in the Big 12 or Alabama in the SEC
6: Very hard to say just because I mean the whole bit how is Baker Mayfield going to be replaced cuz I think they feel that they have the confidence with Hurts they can get it done most people, I think, believe, too, is going to get the job done. Mm-hmm. But if you take a look at the West, LSU, outside of Auburn, and obviously the college football playoffs, but if you just take a look at the regular season, obviously Auburn beats them. But you could make an argument nobody played them tough outside of Auburn in the SEC West than Mississippi State and LSU. And obviously, being in the division, they've got to face both of those teams again. LSU seems to have upgraded their quarterback situation. Mississippi State's got a new coach, but has a loaded Roster, So I think Fitzgerald
1: back, you know, let me interrupt you. Fitzgerald back from Mississippi State. He suffered that bad injury.
6: Yeah, he'll be healthy, should be healthy and ready to go. The injury was tough. You're referencing the injury that happened in the Egg Bowl in the final regular season game. Um, But he should be back and should be healthy. They're also very confident at the rest of the spots. And Moorhead, I mean, you got to think about this. Three or four years ago, this guy was coaching at Fordham in the Bronx, (laughs) right? Four years later, he's coaching in the (laughs) SEC from the Bronx the SEC. So I'm going to pick Oklahoma just because I feel like while Alabama might be a little settled at quarterback regardless of who they pick, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a tougher road to hoe, whereas I think people do believe it's going to be Kyler Murray over Austin Kendall. But at the same token, is ah, going to have a new quarterback. Until Tom Herman does it, I, he can recruit and say this and say that until he does it. I don't know. West Virginia is a dark horse. They've never won the Big 12. They, they might actually have the best quarterback in the Big 12 Um But to me, I gotta go with Oklahoma I gotta go with Alabama here because I know what they're getting. I just don't know with Oklahoma what they're gonna get vis-a-vis Mayfield and the idea of exactly how that's gonna fit. But to me, at the end of the day, Alabama does have a tougher road to hold fourteen teams. Um, but at the end of the day, if you look at Oklahoma, you say to yourself, Who are we really scared of? And I think so from that perspective, how do you replace somebody like mayfield we saw murray last year in some spot duty he looked great but if murray's just a one-year solution and he's going to take his money and go to the oakland A's, which i don't blame him at all i mean are you setting up for a one-year short-term experiment and then starting over again at this time next year a lot of intriguing questions
2: you know zubin Lincoln riley is very interesting to me a guy that incredibly young took over a program at oklahoma one of the blue bloods of the sport Do you think Lincoln Riley is long-term? You know, there's that old adage, you never want to be the guy to follow a legend. You want to be the guy that follows the guy that followed the legend. Lincoln Riley, if you had to make a bet, is he still the Oklahoma coach five years from now?
6: I think he might be in the NFL. There's a great piece in Sports Illustrated a few weeks ago. I'm sure you guys have heard about it and some of your listeners have seen it, where basically the NFL is becoming not completely RPO, but it's becoming a league where a guy like Baker Mayfield or Russell Wilson are shorter guys are able to stand in the league because the league nearly isn't as physical. So you can't denigrate a guy because he's 6'1", and you've got to be at least 6'3", to work, because now the league is becoming less physical and more RPO. And a guy like Lincoln Riley allowed a guy like Baker Mayfield to be the first overall pick in the draft. Remember, Russell Wilson, for all of his talent, was a Mm third-round pick, and a lot of that had to do with measurables. And this offseason, if you look at the piece, and I think Albert Breer wrote it, A lot of people have been coming down to Norman. A lot of NFL people have been coming down to Norman to ask Riley exactly what he's doing because I think the pendulum has switched, right? The pendulum used to be, you're an NFL rookie. We're going to overwhelm you with a ton of information and give you these play calls, which you possibly couldn't recite on day one. And we're either going to sink or swim with you like we did with Eli Manning early, or we're going to pull a Carson Palmer with you where you're going to sit on the sidelines and learn. And I think what has happened thanks to Oklahoma and a lot of other programs like Riley, they've essentially just said, listen, we have accepted the fact that these are what we're going to get out of college from the quarterback position, and we are just going to mitigate it. What can we do to make this adjustment easier? Instead of saying you're a college guy, you're going to have to learn the NFL system, a lot of them have just said, okay, this is the finished product out of college. This is what I'm going to get. How can I make it work immediately? And the best way to do that is to go right to the guy that made it work. So a lot of NFL people are going to visit Riley this off season. And I definitely think he's going to have some NFL overtures. One other quick thing I would tell you this last year during the car wash, I had an opportunity to do an interview with him. One thing I loved about him is, you know, he was just another guy that nobody had heard of, right? Like nobody had heard of Matt Campbell a few years ago. I mean, this guy was working at East Carolina a few years ago as the offensive coordinator. And when he got to Oklahoma, one of the very first hires he made was a guy named Ruffin McNeil, who is East Carolina's longtime coach, got fired after one bad year, completely misjudged the situation, programs in tatters right now, and one of the first guys Riley hired, this is an older, older, older coach, Ruffin McNeil, one of the first guys he hired on his OU staff was McNeil. Little things like that, I like. You helped me on the way up, I'm going to take care of you as I'm on the way up. So a lot of people are picking his brain, and I like the way he's molded as a person, and he's still in his mid-30s. Pretty good. Pretty good to be
1: Lincoln Riley today, uh, Zubin. Maybe we should readdress this after you know we get through August. But let me throw this out right now: um, What will be the biggest program that once we get through you know November and conference championships, the biggest name school that's going to be searching for a head coach after this season? That's a good question. So who could really be on the block? Maybe, I think. Go ahead. No. What do you think? Well, maybe Notre Dame with Brian Kelly. I yeah. mean, so he's been there nine years. I know there's people that tell you that he aspires to be an NFL coach, and that certainly fits the bill as a big-name big school. I'm not sure that's the answer. Um, Change my mind.
6: No, I think that's the one I would have come up with because here we are. We're doing a story actually next month. This is going to be the 30th anniversary of Notre Dame's last national title. Um, and they've had a penchant of doing a couple of different things. Um, they have really, really struggled late in the season. If you take a look at what they've been doing the last couple of seasons in November, it's been tough. Remember last year, right? They had the one loss to Georgia. Obviously, it was 2019. Both guys, both teams are playing like wrestling quarterback yep. swim, from, right? But that's an acceptable loss because most people are like, all right, Georgia's going to the playoffs. Whatever the case is, that's a pretty good L. You can have a one L and certainly make it if that's your L. And then they crushed USC, right? I mean, just crushed USC. And they're like, all right, this might be it. This might be (laughs) it. They might be moving there. And then they fell apart. He's also also had the habit, as you know, of changing up his coordinators quite a bit. I was actually in South Bend for a game a couple years ago, and it was the same sort of situation. Um, They lost the game to Michigan State. His defensive coordinator was under all sorts of heat. So he's changed a couple coordinators. They've collapsed late in season, quote-unquote collapse, considering what their expectations are. And when you change the coordinators, and I've generally never been a fan. I don't know if you guys agree. I'd, I'd like him. I've had a chance to interview him. I'm not a fan of his sideline demeanor, the beet red mm-hmm. cheek, but the Tom Coughlin look. Um, just the denigrating of the quarterbacks. I, just, I don't think it works at the college level, especially when you're trying to work with young kids like Book or Wimbush. I just... I don't think they respond as well. Maybe it takes a special type of player to respond at Alabama where Saban can just dress you down left and right, and you get it. he's making you a better man like Bobby Knight was making you a better man. That's ancient history, though. I don't think that works today, and I see too much of it. It's almost like 50-50 shots. They cut to the sidelines, and Brian Kelly's reaming somebody. And I just don't think that works today. And a lot of that is just the pressure, I'm sure, he's feeling. So I, I like what you're saying, Ken. Three decades until a national title, late season, collapses. Um, and the fact that he switched up coordinators. I mean, how much more can you switch up before you realize maybe it's the coach that needs switching?
2: Zubin, you uh, mentioned to us about a month ago you're going to be doing a lot more on the NFL. I know you're always well-prepared. As you've been starting your NFL preparations, anything step out to you? Any surprises as you get ready and and digging full into the NFL this coming season?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of what we're doing is we're taking a look at, at situations like, I'll give you a good example. The Arizona Cardinals are a really good situation. Now, they're not the first team they're going to talk about on NFL Live, probably. But you've got to be ready because the beauty of the NFL, as you guys know, is you guys can come into your show any Monday. And, yeah, you could lead with the Bears and, you know, the Chiefs and the Vikings and that kind of thing. But it's just as likely that something crazy happens mm-hmm. that's going to capture the attention of your audience no matter where it's played. So we're kind of keeping an eye on that. Take a look at a team like the Arizona Cardinals, who's completely birthed, completely rebirth came with Bruce Arians, who probably waited until his 60s to get a head coaching job when his contemporaries, half his age, were getting gigs. Mm-hmm. And they basically ascended because of great offense. They found, you know, at the time it was Kurt Warner, and then they got Carson Palmer for a minute. Arians had coached, you know, Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger. They went to the NFC Championship game. They came within a whisker of the Super Bowl with Wiz and Hunt. Uh, and now they're completely changing Arians, as you know, is with CBS. And now they've got a defensive-minded coach and Steve Wilkes, and their number one pick was a quarterback. So it just seems strange that on the way out the door, Arians is going to have this brand-new quarterback to cultivate, except, hang on, he's not the coach anymore. And not only is he not the coach, our coach is now a defensive-minded coach, and now we've got this young kid to mold. So it's little stories like that we're keeping an eye on. Obviously, we're keeping an eye on teams like the 49ers, We think that's a really interesting story. Uh, And obviously, what will Ezekiel Elliott do with a full year back? Uh, What's the Case Keenum-Kirk Cousins comparison going to be looking like? You've got to keep an eye on both of those guys. Aaron Rodgers back fully in the division after getting knocked out against the Vikings. Um, So there's a lot of interesting situations. I mean, as, as great as Tom Brady has been at his age, I still think there needs to be more attention on what Drew Brees is doing at his age. And that hasn't been discussed as much. So I think there's a lot of stories we're thinking about but the best part about it is you're going to get to a point where once the games happen, um, we're going to treat, and this is, this is to the league's credit, I mean, who would have thought that if Buffalo and Jacksonville would have played in a playoff game, people would have just been locked in and watched, and they did. And for all the problems the league is having, those are two of the quote-unquote least desirable NFL brands out there, and they gave us the game. So uh, I think you know Joe Tessitore said it right in his press conference when he was talking about Monday Night Football. It's easier said than done. But he just wants to get back to ball. And I think there's a lot of fans in the country that just want to get back to football. Those other issues are hugely important, and they're more important than football. A lot of these issues cut deep. They cut to your DNA versus cutting to your fandom. And cutting to your DNA is a lot deeper than cutting to your fandom. But for three hours, if you want to sit there and enjoy football, you should have the opportunity to do that. So I'm getting more excited about just getting back to football and realizing those other issues are going to be there, and they're super important but it doesn't mean the enjoyment of the game has to be lessened because of the weightiness of these issues. I do believe there is a way where you can address one and still love football on the same day, in the same three-hour span. I think a lot of people say that's very difficult to do because of the push-pull, but I believe you can definitely do it.
1: We're almost there, Zubin Mahente. Thank you for coming on today, as we always do. We appreciate your contribution. We will talk to you next week. Thank you, Zubin. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Zuma Manthe, ESPN. Take a time out. Come back. Finish the hour. Matt Campbell's going to lead off the 1 o'clock hour. We'll come back. Following this message is Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.
0: News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at
2: 1700KBGG.com. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at RushOnBusiness.com where Rushnigget can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry, PC, and Rushnigget.
5: Walk, run, or wag your way to Terra Park in Johnston on September 22nd for the ARL's Iowa Dog Jog, presented by Anderson Animal Hospital. The 4K and 2K course winds around the scenic Terra Lake, and afterward, you and your pup can unleash in the pop-up dog parks and visit with local vendors. It's basically a big dog party. Sign up as an individual or as a team to fundraise for the homeless pets at the ARL. Register today at iowadogjog.com.
0: Granger stands for safety, and they know what safety stands for. S, safety. A, all about safety. F, feeling good about safety. E, extreme safety. T, talking about safety. Y, you guessed it, safety. First aid kits, eye wash stations, fire protection. You name it. For over 90 years, they've been helping to keep facilities safe and people safer. When it comes to safety, Granger's got your BACK. Call or click Granger.com to see for yourself. Granger. Support the ALS Association through the Legacy Social, a casual evening inspired by the 1920s golf era on Thursday evening, July 26th at 5, and the Michael R. Myers Memorial Classic Golf Tournament the next morning at 10. Over the past two years, these events have raised $170,000, and this year's goal is to raise $125,000 for the direct benefit of the ALS Association. Limited tickets and sponsorships are available at MyersGolf.com. That's M-Y-E-R-S-Golf.com.
4: The TNT football camp is back in central Iowa. Join myself, Teddy and Banks.
0: Tabian Banks on the second play from scrimmage. Inside the 20. Forget about
5: it. Nice Iowa. Along with Tim DeWight.
0: Superman wears number six and he plays for the Irish
5: guys. Touchdown! July 27th and 28th at Valley High School for the TNT Football Camp. Players ages 7 through 14 will experience football fundamentals taught by the best high school coaches in the Midwest. Find more information at TNTCamps.com.
0: Let's go. Let's go. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. Huge bus. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: You know, Trent, I just spent the break uh, looking at Iowa State's schedule. Yes. Uh, you forget how their losses, their five losses, how close they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, 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 you know, in the previous years, so was State taking one on the chin, right? At least once 41, or 41-10. Yeah, every now and then. Here, just real quick, just let's refresh some memories here. Texas beat them 17-7. That was their worst loss of the year, 10 points. Yeah. Second, uh, Their second loss. Well, the first was Iowa. Well, Iowa, 44-41, right. Yeah. Um, 44-41. Then Texas 17-7. Um, uh, November wasn't good to them. West Virginia beat them 20-16 to 16 in that football game. Oklahoma State the very next week beat them by a touchdown, 49-42. And then K-State beat them by a point. There's a lot of close losses there. You can make a compelling
2: argument. They were much closer to being in the Big 12 championship game than they would be not being bowl eligible, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I could see it that way. Now they had some... I'll, improbable victories, maybe at least at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. The second half comeback against Oklahoma. Sure. They looked dead in the water. They did. Absolutely. Early in that football game. They did, absolutely. Um, this, gets, this seems to be fun to watch. We're yeah. going to hear from Matt Campbell coming up to lead off the 1 uh, o'clock hour. Dylan Monts live from uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. Frisco, he'll join us about one fifteen. All right, I just heard a commercial. Tim Dwight uh, and Tavian Banks and their upcoming football camp at Valley High School. You tell me that you have an opportunity to send. Well, t- what have you got? We, uh, we have giveaways
2: all week long. We're giving away free tuition. Your cost, zero to get in the camp. for And usually your, this
1: is $90, right?
2: $90. So if you're interested, yeah, go sign up, tntcamps.com. Now, you can't but, go. I mean, a, a listener can't go. Right. This is for 7 through 14 years. There you go. But if you have a young man or even a young lady that's interested in the camp, You want him to go for free? Call right now, 264-1700. First caller? First caller in, free tuition to the TNT football camp. And when is it again? It is July 26th and 27th. Valley High School is where it will be. Tavian and Tim will be aboard there. So if you got a youngster, not just son, daughter, but niece, nephew, whatever it may be, grandson... Give us a call, two six Don't claim this
1: prize if you don't have anybody to right,
2: go. Right, right. Or try to sneak in and try to, I'm 14. <laughs> right. yeah.
1: Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, we'll take the first caller for that. Uh, and again, if you don't get through today and uh, two of you on hold aren't going to get through right now, uh, we'll do this all week long. We will come back. Matt Campbell's going to lead off the hour. Dylan Mons is going to be here. If you're a Cardinal fan, we'll talk to Brian Walton at the bottom of the hour. Uh, what went wrong with the Cardinals? We will come back with... With Matt Campbell, after this timeout, Trent and I till 2, Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.
0: Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy.
2: Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at RushOnBusiness.com where Rush can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry PC and Rush Nigget.
0: For one more beer for me. Exile needs quality so savagely.
3: That's rightroofing.com with an R.
0: Roof it, once, roof it right,
4: right.